Hi, I'm Ashna. Hi, I'm Steve. We're from Northwestern Physicians for Human Rights. And we're here to educate and raise awareness on eating disorders, body dysmorphic disorder, and sources of mental health stigmas. So, the three most common eating disorders are anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. There's a common pattern that involves eating and then compensating for that. So, with anorexia, people eat very small amounts of food and then purge. And with bulimia, people eat large amounts of food and then purge. And with binge eating disorder, people eat large amounts of food, but then they will enter phases of restrictive dieting. So, it's kind of like a cycle that you can't get out of. People with bidysmorphic disorder, or BDD for short, um, will obsess over their appearance and specific and often imperceivable flaws so much that interferes with normal function. So people may check themselves in the mirrors for hours, they might avoid social events, they might undergo several cosmetic procedures, and the thing is they're not going to feel better after those procedures. Um, and eventually it can lead to thoughts of suicide. So. Myself, while I do not have bidysmorphic disorder, I still have struggled a bit with personal image, where I will obsess over little details that I feel make me look bad. Um, I like to lift weights, and as a result, the YouTube algorithm has put fitness influencers all over my YouTube Shorts feed. Um, even if the influencers are not lying or being misleading, they still have really good physiques and they always post their best physique. So subconsciously over time, this has made me a little bit overcritical of my own body. So I, as a result, I've had to sort of disconnect from that. On the notion of social media, it actually has a massive impact on exacerbating stigmas in general, especially in the younger generations of millennials and Gen Z. Influencers are often caught faking their mental health issues and disorders to gain more attention and increase their relatability amongst followers, but when they inaccurately represent them, they end up setting a precedent that it's okay to do this and makes their followers have unrealistic expectations and understandings of things like beauty standards, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. The cinematic industry, too, has contributed to so many stigmas in society by inaccurately representing them in films and TV shows. Like in The Joker, the 2019 version, even though it was a great movie, the lead character who had severe mental health issues was portrayed to be incredibly violent and scary, and studies show that viewers of the film were more likely to have a larger prejudice towards those with mental illness after watching the film. At the university level, many stigmas stem from mental health services not being widely advertised or reputable, and students feeling that their symptoms are not really severe enough for them to seek help. We actually did a survey amongst a few Northwestern students, and one response that we thought was really great that we wanted to share was from a biology student from the class of 2025. When asked the question, do you feel that there is a stigma surrounding mental health on campus, the student responded by saying that they felt that in the STEM fields, there's an expectation that everyone is studying all the time and on top of their work. So even while there may not be a stigma around depression, there is a stigma around falling behind on assignments or content. And this stigma can arise from our psychological tendency to judge others based on their behavior, or we judge ourselves based on our thoughts, feelings, and intentions. Um, judging others based on their intention can be mentally taxing because it's not instinctive, but we should all try to make a conscious effort to be more empathetic to others. Spreading awareness is one of the first steps to destigmatizing mental health and making resources more accessible and less shameful to use. Before we conclude, my name is Cheyenne, I'm also from NUPHR, and I'm going to plug some resources for all of us to use. First off, it's CAPS Let's Talk. Let's Talk is a program for all Northwestern students that offers free drop-in consultations, in-person and virtual, with a CAPS staff member. 
It's not a substitute for formal therapy, but consultants will listen to your specific concerns as well as offer support and resources to talk about things like family issues or school-related problems. Check the CAPS website for more information. And as always, the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is there for all of us to use anytime. Thank you and tune in next time.